Hey everybody, Roy Mangrum here. So this week's podcast is me and Jamie Free. Uh, we sit down and talk about some nutrition. Uh, this was recorded Friday of last week. Uh, anywho, so this week coming up, I know um, the teams uh, from around here are heading out to get ready to compete in regionals. We want to wish everybody the best of luck um, CrossFit Murfreesboro and uh, CrossFit Vector United. If I'm slurring my words, it's because I just got home from having dinner with some friends where we started off with a shot of tequila. Uh, I guess that's, you know, what happens uh, sometimes when uh, when you're out with friends. But anywho, I just want to record this open real quick. Uh, say thank you for everybody who has subscribed to the podcast uh, this week. Uh, you know, just looking and seeing uh, all the downloads, just it's it's humbling uh, that, that many people give a give a shit about what we're talking about, and just it, it really makes me happy. Um, I hope we can continue to entertain you once a week. Um, if you've got a topic you want to hear us talk about, shoot us an email, barbellvoodoo at gmail.com. Um, also, if you have not subscribed yet, uh, hit that button over on iTunes. Um, also, it's on Stitcher now, Stitcher Radio. You can get your Barbell Voodoo there if you have an Android phone. Um, and if you have done that and you like it, share it with some friends, you know, uh, maybe they like to hear some of our nonsense once a week. Um, anywho, um, that's all I'm going to record because, like I said, I'm not even sure what this sounds like at the moment because it was a fun night. So, on to the show. This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. When'd you get that? Saturday. It's peeling like shit. I like that. I thought about getting that Bar Voodoo logo. Yeah. At some point. It's, we'll part, it's a part of you. Well, it is now. Well, is, this, is this thing going? Yeah, we're just there it is. We're laying down some notes. Laying down some vocals. So we're sitting here. Uh, Anyway, this is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Welcome to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. There'll be like a fancy intro, hopefully. If not, if this is all you're hearing, then I never added the fancy intro. Yeah, life got busy. Yeah. But we still had time to make this. Yes, even though I was running late and Mr. Free had to sit here and wait on me, which was very much appreciated. Uh, So, um, I got got nothing. I got nothing to that. You got nothing? Yeah. Just just, just hanging out. (laughs) I got me some alone time. I thought you was doing some Romwad when I saw you in the door, though. I was just sitting. Oh, was you? Hanging out, you know. Just, you know. Like to drop into a squat every once in a while, loosen up those hips. There you go. Yeah. Squatted this morning. It didn't go great. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I do. I have a great day, Mm -hmm. and then I have uh, just not such great day. It might be going around, because we ran through regional event one, two, and three, and... uh, haven't missed a 245 snatch 
any times that I've tried it, and today I missed both of them. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Just I just want to pull on that 265, man. This wasn't in the water. It wasn't today. It was, mm -hmm. I must have fueled improperly. I didn't. I didn't take my pre-workout right. I don't know. Speaking of fueling, yes. Let's talk about some nutrition stuff. You know, we keep wanting to get to it, and then we go off on tangents. Yeah, we need to stay on target a little bit, and on target. Uh, on the nutrition side of things is going to be something I think everyone's going to be pretty much wanting to hear about. Yeah. So, uh, at least our thoughts. I mean, um, one thing I notice, uh, or I hear a lot is, um, someone's not getting the results they want or they're not dropping the body fat that mm -hmm. they want. You're like, well, what are you eating? Well, I eat super clean. <laughs> everyone's definition of super clean is, is different. So, yeah. You know, if, if if super clean was in Wikipedia, it would be empty. <laughs> so, you know, because everyone's yeah. put something in that doesn't make any sense, and it all gets erased because yeah. it, it just doesn't work. Because super clean by whose standards? Yeah, what is super clean? I mean, s switching from uh, the king size Snickers to the bite size Snickers that could be super clean. Unless it's like six bite size Snickers, and then all of a sudden you're back at the king size. See, now we're talking semantics. Yeah. So it, what it really comes down, clean eating is, is a myth. It's a fallacy. Um, I use it as a tag on some of my stuff because everyone tags it. So if mm -hmm. someone's looking for something like that, my stuff will pop up. Mm -hmm. But clean eating is what is, is different from person to person. Um, my clean eating is going to be pretty strict because that's what I do. Um, do I go off, uh, have a cheat meal here and there or... You know, do I have something different than normal? Yeah, absolutely. But when it comes down to clean eating, everyone's got a different definition. Yeah. So, so do you think like let's talk? You just talking about do you go off and mm -hmm. you know have cheat meals and stuff like that? Does that? I've always wondered, uh, and you know way more about nutrition than I would mm -hmm. claim to know. Does can that actually help aid in in dropping fat? I mean, I believe it does if, if there's a lot of things that go into that. There's always an if. Yeah. Um, you know, the lower the body fat you have, the more your body can process and get rid of a lot of mm -hmm. that stuff and burn higher, uh, burn more calories, essentially. So the higher calories you burn, the more fun you can have. That's what I usually tell my clients. So hopefully okay. that they stick on that so they get to a lower body fat where they can enjoy that stuff. Gotcha. Now, um, do I try to make sure that I fit my cheat meals into at least be close to some of my, mac my what my macros are should be for the day, mm -hmm. especially on like a workout day or something like that. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't go off the hinges. I don't go nuts. Um, I think that's where you start to celebrate food rather than use it as fuel. The reward thing. Yeah. Remember like, uh, I'm sure you've, you've ran across it a thousand times, man, I ran this 5k. I am going to yep. go eat two whole pizzas. Yep. You know, I give treats to my dog. Yeah. But I don't think you should necessarily give yourself a treat well, for doing I mean rewarding rewarding yourself for one hard workout doesn't doesn't make a, a, a good decision. Right. Um, it's it's not gonna help with nutrition at all. I think what that does is it, it, it settles in your mind that all right, I did something good, I get a treat. I did something good, I get a treat. So I ate a clean dinner, I can have dessert. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. No. It's um, not, it doesn't work, right? No, it doesn't work that way because then it becomes a consistent habit. Um, <clears throat> you know, once every seven days, once every 10 days, maybe I'll eat off plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always staying. I have a goal in mind in terms of what I want to look like and how I want to perform. Eating food like that, like for my birthday last week, I had a piece of ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. I ate clean the whole day, had a piece of ice cream cake. I feel miserable for like two days after eating something like that because my body does not perform properly on those types of foods. Now, I know that based on 10 years of doing nutrition. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling someone else that. If their body can have once a week, have something like that and be fine, then great. But being as in tune to my body as I am and knowing that at 34, I can't, there's there's less margin for error. Yeah. Well, um, so. And two, I think like when you get used to eating... Um, and I've seen you post stuff, you know, you're eating stuff really close to where it comes from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're not eating canned vegetables, you're no. eating fresh vegetables. So when you're at least frozen, yeah. flash frozen, yeah. something like that with nothing on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, food doesn't have to taste bad. Um, but you know, it. if it's treated, if it's, if it's got a bunch of sodium in it because it has to be kept, like, I mean, outside of bacon. Oh, okay. God. Bacon's amazing. We're not going to... Everyone thinks that I all I eat is bacon, but uh, that's not true. Um, but, you know, I think it, as long as the fresher it is, the, clean, the cleaner your body's going to be able to process it. Well, and like what you were saying with how you feel, uh, and I've noticed this mm-hmm. since we've been working together. I traveled all week last week. Mm-hmm. Got home yesterday. Or what is today? Holy Jesus today Christ. Today's Friday. My days are together, dude. Yeah. So I got home... The night before last, mm-hmm. while I was on the road, didn't have time, right? <laughs> didn't this, have. This will be a theme. This Hear will this. be a theme. Ran in uh, Subway. Uh-huh. I'm like, because I'm in rural Kentucky, dude. Uh-huh. There are no choices. I mean, Subway was the choice. Mm-hmm. You had Subway, Pizza Hut, or no, it wasn't Pizza Hut. It was Little Caesars, mm, and McDonald's. And they it was hot and ready. Yeah, I, I didn't go in there though. I so I, I ran in. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Subway. Mm-hmm. I did get a sandwich uh-huh. with bread. Mm-hmm. Um, literally an hour and a half later, I thought I was going to get sick. Yeah, the sandwich was amazing. It's like some kind of roasted turkey they got yeah. now. It's pretty tasty. Um, they say it's fresh. They say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems to be packaged in. Yes, those, I did uh, not see turkeys out back. No. 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 But you know the thing is, I think when you're, I don't want to say eating clean uh-huh. but when you're eating stuff as close to its natural state as possible then when you start introducing things that's processed like mm-hmm. the bread or mm-hmm. um you know packaged um meats with different preservatives and yeah. stuff like that or ice cream cake where it's uh-huh. the dairy that you may not be having dairy uh-huh. and stuff like that then you you realistically do feel like shit yeah, your body, you're balancing your stomach and you're, you're, you have pH, you have a nitrogen balance in your stomach. And if that gets thrown off, you get the bubble guts, yeah. as I call it. Uh, yeah. And then you're sitting in the car driving, which is unfortunate in your situation. Yeah. Sitting in the car driving and you're like, um, crap. Literally. Literally, literally crap. <laughs> um, because there may be like 10 miles between exits. You never know. 10 miles? Exits? I don't know. Dude, I was in I the I have hills. no idea where you were. I was in the middle of... God's country. I mean, just don't get shot going behind a bush. No. Because. No. Always know. pack TP in the trunk, guys. There you go. There you go. 
But, you know, I think really what it comes down to is sometimes I'll do it for sanity purposes. Um, you know, because you eat the same thing over and over again. My biggest issue is I come across, like you said, days run into each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm eating the same thing over and over and yeah. over again. And I just fall into that. And sometimes you just need to have something different. Um, mm-hmm. But what I always do is try to make sure that it fits into whatever I'm scheduled to eat. Now, I eat, I'm about 6 to 7% body fat. I burn a lot of calories. I work out a lot. So what it really comes down to there is I have a higher calorie amount that I can take in. So if I cut out maybe a snack earlier in the day and then I add that to my dinner, I'm getting in what calorically my body can handle or needs. So I'm not putting much excess calorie-wise. Now, the types of food definitely do matter. I know that there's – if it fits your macros out there. And I literally – it makes me want to – the way it's perceived is it makes me want to shake people. Because they're like, oh, well, I can fit this pizza in every day or I can fit this. this Fits in my macros. Yeah, it fits yeah. in your macros. But the people who do that and they do that right, do if it fits your macros right, they're eating clean. They're eating like as close to natural as possible. Yeah. And then if you're in a jam, you can fit something in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a savior if you're in a jam. It's not for celebrating food, eating donuts on a daily basis. Um that's the biggest issue I see with a lot of Instagram posts from fitness professionals. And I'm throwing a hashtag. All donuts. I'm throwing a hashtag yeah. around fitness professionals because they are projecting something out there that is not necessarily true. You know, you have someone that is 6% body fat that can do some of those things on occasion. Mm-hmm. You have someone that's 30% body fat. That's not going to help them no. reach their goal. No, and two, you know, I'll use me as an example I'm a bigger guy. I've been a bigger guy all my life. Yeah. Do I have, uh, or have I been susceptible? Susceptible. Is that a good word? Was that? Did I say it even remotely correct? It was. was, Yes. Within reason. You're good. Okay. We're going with it. Okay. We'll not edit this out. (laughs) Uh, But possibly to food addictions. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So being you know big all my life, especially during the powerlifting days where. You know, it's almost encouraged mm-hmm. to, hey, you need to jump up this weight class. You know, I never forget. I don't know if I've told this story, but I did my first powerlifting meet when I was 15 years old. I was 198 pounds. It's pretty strong. Still squatted 440. That's, that's impressive. That's legit, right? I think that might have been the last time I was under 200 yeah. pounds, too. Really? 198? Yeah. Look at you. I was like sixth grade. <laughs> sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, I'm big boned. And they're like, hey... Uh, we already have somebody for that weight class. I need you to jump up a weight class, go home and eat a pizza. Legitimately, this go was... Go home and eat a pizza. This was... I'm 15 years old. What uh-huh. do I know? This guy's ripped, jacked, mm-hmm. you know, um, chiseled and tanned. What? <laughs> chiseled and tanned. Chiseled and tanned. So I'm taking their advice as he knows more than me. Mm-hmm. He's older than me. This is his gym. I'm on his powerlifting team. Mm-hmm. He says, go eat a pizza. Let's go eat a pizza. And I think I kind of kind of pushed me down that road where before, when I was first getting into lifting weights from 14 to 15, when mm-hmm. I found powerlifting, it was more of the, the bodybuilding style. So it was, you know. Aesthetics. Well, yeah. I went from 240 when I was at 198. I had started at 240 mm-hmm. of uh, not shredded, jacked, yeah. tanned, or yeah. chiseled. Slightly uh, soft, pleasantly uh, plump. Pleasantly plump, yeah. Yeah. Um, to the 198. Mm-hmm. You know, I died, and, and that was just, I read the magazines, what are these guys eating? Mm-hmm. Bear, uh, pull it apart into 
what my goals are and mm-hmm. that I'm 15 years old to get to 198. Mm-hmm. And then here I start right back on the wrong road. So what I'm saying is, is, is when, you know, people who are susceptible, mm-hmm. did I get it right? You got it. Susceptible to eating problems or, uh, Mentally, there there is a connection with food. A lot of people have, and it is more difficult. Some people don't have that same drive mm-hmm. or same uh, ability to just turn that piece of the brain mm-hmm. off and go, "Yeah, I'm eating chicken and rice, and or chicken and broccoli, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and I can eat it seven days a week, and I cannot change, and I'm fine." Mm-hmm. You know, I'll use my wife as an example. When she changed everything she did, she won't have a cheat meal because she is afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here, let's, you know, it's okay if you have one in a while. She's like, I don't trust myself. Yeah. I don't want to go off the rails. Well, and you know, that's that's one of the things when I work with a client. It, it has to be an understanding with them and I if they if they can handle a cheat meal. Because it does, food can create a chemical reaction in the brain similar to a drug. Mm-hmm. So if you get that kind of euphoric state when you're eating something that you really truly enjoy, um, then it's hard to, once you've gotten away from that and you take one, come back, it's like just a taste. Oh, no, I'm going off the hinges. Yeah. And that's when snowballing happens. And I think that's the biggest trouble with any plans that I, I write for people is that once they go off, they're gone. Yeah. You know, and pulling them back is is a full-time job almost because it, it is an addiction food food can be a, a, a drug for a lot of people um i'm italian and irish it, that's that's what my people do like yeah. my family does that um it's all about you know eating something that is enjoyable and pleasurable um, when you have five course meals as a normal dinner uh, as an italian family you know, it's it's one of those things where you learn to rely on food rather than, you know, just eat to live rather not eat to uh, live to eat. You know, right. and I think that's the biggest one of the biggest differences that I've had to go through. And um, thankfully, I, I don't have a I have addictive tendencies, but I don't have an addictive personality. So, well, I think contrary people that know you, um, I know you you're like you're six seven percent body fat. You weren't always super no. lean, dude. No. You was a chunky monkey at one time, right? <laughs> uh, you know, as young as, as you know, 10, 11, I was always the heavy kid. Yeah. Um, it, you wore husky jeans? I wore husky jeans. My last name is Free, uh, and the movie Free Willy came out. <laughs> uh, so that was a great nickname that I had. Um, you know, and I, and I mean, I was the chubby kid with the bowl cut, and, you know, until I started playing football in, in middle school and high school. Um it was one of those things where, you know, people picked I went to Franklin Road Academy. It's like a freaking Abercrombie ad over there. Yeah. Uh, everyone was beautiful, and everyone was athletic, and I was the short kid that kind of hung behind everyone. You, you know? troll these bitches now on Facebook, don't you? You know, I don't even pictures. look at anyone. It's one of those things where <laughs> <laughs> I did when I first when I, first I knew it. Back. I knew it. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> when I first moved back, it was, um, I was, it was during college. I would come back home, and it was like, People didn't recognize me. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a good feeling, and you kind of like, all right, yeah, you don't look so good, but I do. Um, yeah. You know, one of those things. But, you know, you, being that I'm in this profession and this is what I do, it's, it's, it's I mean, I look at it as more of a, a calling for me to do this for myself mm-hmm. than, and then help people. You know, if I don't look the part, 
Absolutely. How can like that's what <laughs> this baffles me about about nutrition coaches that I've seen. Um, why would I want to follow someone that doesn't look the part? I don't care what degree you have. Mm-hmm. If you, you have an RD, great. I mean, help yourself. Help yourself first. Get people. Get yourself right, and then you can help other people. If you can't follow what you're telling people, then how are how is anyone going to follow you? I think that's one of the biggest things with nutrition. I, it really bothers me um, when people ask me nutrition advice. Yeah. I don't want to give you nutrition advice. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's not my strong suit. That's yeah. not, number one, I have a nutrition coach because <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I can look at what you're eating and point out some glaring mistakes yeah. that, you may not see, like what the people who, oh, I eat 100% clean. Really? Mm-hmm. Write everything down. Yeah. Oh, there's a pack of Skittles on here. Yeah, if let's, you, if let's you can start. get them to be honest, yeah. that's great. Well, what I love is they'll write down, the, you know, like, all right, write everything for the next three days. Mm-hmm. And then you get the the absolute best version. So you yep. get the first date version. And they lost, like, five pounds in those three days. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, this is amazing. This yeah. is how I eat. You get the first date version. Mm-hmm. You don't see the crazy drunk girlfriend. Nope. At three a.m., no, you don't you, see that version. You don't find the stalker in that in that those three days. But what yeah. what you're gonna see is is what people's thought process of ideal is. Um, so they're gonna see what their what a magazine said or mm-hmm. what you know like some TV show said or what their buddy said. You know, and what it really comes down to is people will go will always err on the side of less calories. They're like, all right, well, less calories means I don't uh, I'm gonna lose weight. Yeah, but man, that's so dangerous. It, um, it's incredibly dangerous because when, especially with what we do, yeah, you know, you CrossFit, yeah, you know, um, you're lifting heavy weight. That's a lot of expenditure of calories. You know, you're doing a bunch of cardio in terms of you know lifting, moving fast, efficiently, um, running in workouts, things like that. Say it's a 20 minute AMRAP. I mean, you could burn 500 calories in 20 minutes if you're moving consistently. Mm-hmm. And people are looking at 1,200 calories for a 185 pound guy. I mean. I was at um, the place where I do corporate wellness, uh, and one of the guys told me, he's like, well, I eat 1,800 calories. Well, he's 167 pounds. He's 12% body fat, uh, and he runs. He's a runner. He runs mm-hmm. all day. Like, I mean, he runs miles and miles He and can't miles. figure out why he's not jacked. Can't figure out why well, he's not, not leaner. Why am I not ripped? Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs to, he's like, I need to be leaner. I was like, well, you need to be eating X, because based yeah. on his basal metabolic rate, what his expenditure is probably about around twenty two, twenty four. Is I mean, he should probably be eating like twenty four to yeah. twenty six. Okay, wow. You know, um, because of his output. But people don't get that. No, eat more to lose weight. That's crazy. Why that makes no that? sense. No. Yeah. But science <clears throat> it makes more sense than some what damn bro science means. You know, some guys like when I when I used to cut people down for um, for figure in in bikini competitions. You know, I wouldn't cut them below, like, small, small girls. I would definitely not cut them below, like, fourteen to 1,600 calories. And they're like, well, my other coach said that I, I need to be at twelve to 1,000. I'm like, you ever heard of rebounding? Well, I was going to say, too, if they probably went back and looked at pictures between mm-hmm. both, they'd be way smoother when they're at that 1,200-calorie range. Flat. You know what I mean? Just flat, like, no muscle tone. Yeah. Just looking like, like they're going to pass out. Yeah. Essentially, um, there's nothing in the belly of the muscle at that point, no, is there? Yeah. No, they're pretty much devoid of any sort of muscle collection. Yeah, and then you're looking at something called metabolic damage. Right, when your metabolism is damaged to a point where it cannot recover to where it should be, 
you know, for your activity level, for your age. I mean, if you mess someone up at 24, they're going to be, that, that could throw off hormones for later in life. I mean, like, I don't want to be the guy that does that to someone. No, no. Like, I don't want that reputation at all. What I want is people to, you diet in and you reverse diet out. And that's the way you do things for peak days. Now, we don't have peak days. Like, even a competition, I'm going to eat consistently because I work out the same right. way I compete. Um, so, you know, I'm going to eat consistently throughout all those those things. But a lot of people want to change things on competition days. I just wrote up a, a competition nutrition for Brentwood Hill, CrossFit Brentwood Hills, because mm-hmm. they have a bunch of people going to um, CrossFit Nolensville's autism oh, yeah, awareness. Yeah. That's this yeah. Saturday. That's tomorrow. And um, the biggest thing I put on there was, if you haven't tried this out, do not do it. That's the... Why do people do that? Just jump into it on that day. You have to try something before you do it. You have to practice it before you play. I can't tell you how many times people are, are doing... Granted, it's the first, you know, hey, this is my first competition. Yeah. Second competition and they're like, what should I eat? What do you eat every other day? Try it Why out. Why are you changing something? Well, if you want to try it out, try it out on like a day where you have like a Saturday. Where yeah. you can work out like twice or three times and then fuel around that. So you don't get like into the competition day and maybe it throws off the balance in your stomach. Yeah. Well, you if you were, if you were a fighter, mm-hmm. right, a UFC fighter, mm-hmm. boxer, whatever, would you practice your weight cut the day before weigh-ins no. or would you practice weight cut six weeks out? No, well, I, I, I've cut, you know what I mean? I've cut fighters. Yeah. And I, I cut you a don't, guy. You don't do you you do a practice run way out in advance if you're going to do one. And if you've never cut before, it's, I mean, you're looking at an 8 to 12 week cut. Yeah, it's so not a three day cut. No, you're not just cutting water out. You're not just, I mean, unless you're that small, but these guys are not that small. No. They're coming down from 200 to cut to 170. That's, you know? that's insane. And I mean, you're looking at 15 pounds of water, 15 pounds of whatever. So, I mean, that's a lot to do. And if your body crashes on that, you're, I mean, you could have zero energy in the ring. So then you can get your ass whooped. Yeah. Which, can I say that? We can say whatever. Okay, we got, we, I clicked the explicit button a long time ago. Okay, good, good. But, um, I don't you know, think ass is explicit anyway. I don't even know what is anymore because I've heard things on TV that it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, you know, so when you're cutting someone like that, it has to be such a long cut. Um, and then you taper it down, but you never take away more than they need to be taken away. Mm-mm. If you're going to cut everyone the same way, then you're not doing your job. As no, it's not cookie cutter. No. You know, what, you know, if me and you both were to do the same program, I don't think... It wouldn't make a lot of sense. No. I mean, you're what, two... Oh, Jesus. Two, six, seven? Somewhere in there? Right, and two, I'm, six, five? And I'm two, fifteen. Yeah. So if we were eating the same, if we had the same coach and he made us eat the same, we should fire that guy. I'd probably punch him in the dick pretty quick because yeah. that'd be... Yeah, yeah. Right, right in the... Right in the, the the, the stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's at that point the whoever the coach is is just trying to take money. When I write my plans, is I start everyone from scratch. I have an empty sheet and yeah. I start writing based on needs, based on schedule, based on what that person's goals are. That's what I was fixed say goals. Yeah. That's yeah. huge, and it's not about my goals. Nope, it's about what that person's goals are. So if I'm like, well, I need them to eat like this. Say they're eating twelve hundred calories. I need them. Expenditure wise, at 1600 calories, I'm not going to bridge that gap at once. What I'm going to do is I'll do 14 to 1500 calories, and or maybe like 1300 calories, 1400 calories, and then ease my way up to that point. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, it's a comfort thing. Secondly, I don't want them to get sick of food. 
you start getting yeah. sick of food, you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to eat this anyway, so I'm just not going to do it. It has to be something that is easily manageable for them. And people can get overwhelmed by food. That's why there's so many eating disorders in this country is because mm-hmm. of image issues and being overwhelmed by what it can contain. All right. So, you know, if I tell someone they need to eat a cup of rice, they're like, oh, my God, a cup of rice. Yeah. That's so much rice. Yeah. But in reality, it's really not that much when you're looking at calorically. Well, so, too, it's to be realistic when you measure it out, it's not that much. It's really not, and uh, that's the yeah. thing. The people have such a skewed view of what food is. Well, and rice is bad, right? That's what oh, everybody it, says. Carbs are bad. Carbs Fats are, bad. are bad. It's war on carbs. Calories are bad. Everybody, everybody <laughs> should be ketogenic at all times. <laughs> For, I had some girl. <laughs> everybody argue should with have me. their pea sticks in their I had, pocket. I had some girl argue with me on Facebook that she, that keto is the best diet. She's been on it for two years. I'm like, you, you're really hurting yourself. It's like a three to five month thing at the most. I didn't think it was that long. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But three to three months. Let's just say three months that if you're on keto. Well, you know, I think number one, everything has its purpose. Yeah. Right? Everything has its purpose. Um, you know, I know Mark Bell, he did keto for a while. He's not mm-hmm. keto now. No. He no. he cycles diets, He cycles it that's, through. That's the way you, know? you do it. I mean, you you do something like carb night or carb yeah. backloading for a short period of time. You do something like keto for a short period of time, and then you go to normal eating yeah. or just eating on a regular basis. You can carb cycle for a little while, but you always come off it back to a base. Everyone needs a base. If you don't have a base, you're lost. Yeah. So, I mean, but at, would... some, at some point, the majority of people who, well, number one, a lot of people who think they are doing a ketogenic diet <laughs> eat zero carbs. There are carbs in a ketogenic diet. It's a smaller think, amount. We've we've written I've written about this um, like, <laughs> again Instagram. Yeah, uh, a picture, a big plate. It's got your protein on it. Yeah. it's got your 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 veggies on it, and it's got fruit on it, and it says first day of of no carbs. Wow, vegetables and fruit. Last time I checked, those are carbs. Those are carbs. Yeah, they're going to be fast burning carbs for the vegetable yeah. for the fruits, and they're going to be fibrous carbs for the vegetables. I mean. Let's and this was a health coach, man. That's sad. Yeah, it it makes me kind of like be like, well, who who's following these people? Now I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I'm constantly even after ten years of doing this, I'm constantly learning about new ways and new ways to couple foods together and new ways to um, help people with whatever their goals are. Mm-hmm. But man, there's there's science and there's not science and there's stupidity and there's smarts and. It, it, some of these things I see, I'm like, oh, I mean, people pay you. How, yeah. Well, how? I mean, if you're saying like, so, you know, um, for people listening that's not familiar with ketogenic diet, you want to help me explain so I don't stumble all over the place. Mm-hmm. But so uh, ketosis, mm-hmm. right, is um, your body produces higher number of ketones, mm-hmm. right? Am I am I going yep. down the right path? Um, which Triggers your body's fat burning. Well, essentially, it, de- it pulls your body devoid of muscle glycogen. So okay. that's the first fuel that it would it would pull from. Now Which is why you have that two week period of I'm weak as water, <laughs> yeah, right? Because it, it literally dr- it, it burns every all the muscle glycogen that you have, right? And because then, that's kind of like that's your fast energy source, or yeah. But the key the key to it is eating enough calories so your body doesn't feel like it's uh going catabolic so 
Um, essentially, at that point, you have to eat enough calories made up of proteins and fats mm-hmm. that your body has gives it something to burn. Like so, it starts burning fat stores for energy rather than muscle. Right. So you need you still need <clears throat> enough calories, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong too. Is they pull too many calories out, um, and then that's again metabolic you, damage. Happens. Right. Well, you know. Optimally, you always want to be in the anabolic state, which is our building. Uh-huh. It's, you're able to build muscle. Right, at least fueling properly. Right? Yeah. Catabolic, you know, think of the root word, cannibal. Yeah. You're cannibalizing muscle tissue when you're in a catabolic state. Because it's the most nutritious. Now, there's there's many school of thoughts that, like, you know, you have your renaissance periodization. You have your, um, what is the other one? The uh, intermittent fasting. Right. Um, where you know you're looking to burn those stores and those glycogen stores in small spaces, like throughout the day, not large, not weeks or things like that. Mm-hmm. That um, so you're you're pulling that then pulling pulling yourself into a um, fat burning stage. Um, but you know, in my mind, I think that if you're in those things too long, you're going to end up doing damage to more to harm muscle. than good. Yeah, more so harm than good. It's like steady state cardio. It's proven that it burns muscle and fat. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a similar thought process. If you do something too long for um, too many days in a row, then I think that you know you're going to start burning what you're trying to build. So, you know, what are some good things that people can do quickly mm-hmm. that can just start getting you on that right that right track as far as. You, you know, I'm trying to burn fat. Well, you touched on it. I mean, I think that writing down your food. Um, and, and not put it in an app because that's not in front of you. Have a little notepad with you for three nope, days. Notepad's the big. That's the best way to do it. Because you're looking at it every time. Every yeah. time you write something down, you see what you've eaten. It's not, oh, I plugged it into my phone, and then it said I have 850 more calories to eat. I don't care about that. What I want to see is what you eat, what time of day you eat, and then we can figure it out from there. So I can calculate the calories that you're taking in based on that. If you're low at that point, then we need to figure something out. But number one, write it down. Figure well, that out. You know, a lot of people are like, what did you eat today? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Did you eat or did you not? They you may know, not have. You know. You know. I mean, so, so like you it, said, people, have, people just tell you the biggest excuse sometimes is they don't have time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I find time. Yeah. It's important. Things that are important, you find. You find time for your kids. You find time for, you know, family, Right. Work. Find time for work. You're the biggest part of all those ingredients is you. If you yeah. can't find time for yourself to make yourself healthy, then all those other things go away. Yeah. So um, I would say the number one thing: write it down. But you know, I lose my temper quickly. Mm-hmm. But so I hear the well. I, I haven't had time for this. I haven't had haven't had time to get to the gym. Yeah. And then you catch them talking about the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And I lose my shit. <laughs> like. How long is that show? Is that an hour? Mm-hmm. Then you had time. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I've, I've, I've only caught pieces of it while, while working. I try to not watch that stuff. Well, my, my Which, significant other does. I do watch ridiculous stuff on TV. But I don't use the time excuse. <laughs> I, watch, I watch Game of Thrones, and I watch Archer. Oh, I love Archer. Yes. Yes. But, I, I mean, Archer. that's really it. So. But, I mean, when you set, like... When you say, I don't have time to do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to be consistent in the gym. You can been, find time. But they've been on Facebook liking posts and writing Absolutely. things all day long. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Is there a busier man on the planet? I don't think so. I think Forbes says he's he's a gajillionaire. Busy. Yeah. His alarm goes off at 4.15 in the morning. If you don't believe me, go on Instagram at 4.15 because his ass is posting from the treadmill or whatever. At, at least I beat him up. That's nice. I beat him in something. You did? Oh, that's right, because you're up before you're You're trying. You're already training at 4.15. Yeah. But he makes time. Yeah. You, you're busy too. You make time. You. It's a priority. Is sleep important? Absolutely it's important. But when you have to, you have to make time where you can make time. Mm-hmm. You know, meal prepping, okay, granted, week one and two takes freaking forever. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Weeks one and two, super, super hard. Mm-hmm. Man, this week, this past week, ran all day. I was at an event Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Got home at four o'clock. We meal prepped for the week in two and a half hours. Everything. I'll tell you, it's it's not as hard as people make it out to be. I, I, on my website, I have recipes, super easy recipes, mm-hmm. like like four ingredient recipes. Jamie Free is coming out with a recipe book. He just doesn't know it yet, folks. Uh, it's all on my website for free, sadly, um, but it's a. Uh, it, at 27health.com and every Tuesday I come out with a recipe and they're easy this, yeah. this is not and they can feed a family it's, it's not, not two hour prep time no no it's like alright hey I threw something in a crock pot and then ten hours later I'm going to shred it that, yeah. that's the toughest thing that you really have to do it's pretty um, pretty easy it's pretty simple and for families that's yeah I mean what better way to do it you don't have to think about it all day you, don't, you know what you're eating when you get home you know, uh, one cool thing, and I think you use it too, uh, or I'm assuming you do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you do. You can disagree. Uh, services, you know, food services. You've got um, Paleo Works, is, you know, they deliver meals. They do. you got Farm uh, farm to Fit. What's it called? Farm <coughs> Fitness now? Yeah. They fit, changed their name. Fitness and Ready Meals. No, they, they're, ready. Keeping it, they're keeping it the farm. Okay. Uh, it's Fitness and Ready Meals. Fitness and Ready Meals. Um, and they, they cook. It's, it's about it. In terms of macros, it's it's on point to a lot of the stuff that I do, um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, there's always something out there's there that options. can make it easier. Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, it's expensive. Well, it's not really. It's nine uh, bucks at the most, ten yeah. bucks for a meal. It's not, you know, coming from a family of two where it's mm-hmm. me and the wife, <clears throat> we, you know, we just did simple calculations. We went to the, the grocery store, yeah. bought our groceries, which nine times out of ten... We end, still end up going out to eat mm-hmm. two or three times a week. You factor all that in, then you turn around um, and use a service like uh, Farm or mm-hmm. Paleo Works, and you see it's not more expensive yeah. at all. No. I mean, it almost, it, it, to the dollar, it's, and you ain't got to cook it. Guess what? You ain't got to wash dishes. Yeah. You ain't got to do anything except grab it, put it in the microwave. Two minutes, you're eating. Yep. How do you not have time for that? And it's fresh food. Um, it's fresh. It's, you know what made, you're getting. It's made that week. There's I mean, no you guesses. It, so it's 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 pretty nice when it really comes down to it. It's an easy option for people who say they don't have time. This makes time for you. So, um, you know, when it really comes down to it, we'll touch on this in another podcast. But, you know, uh, if you say you don't have time, I'm not going to tell you you do. Um but you can find something, find some time that's when it's worth it, you know. Yeah. And if your if your health and your wellness is worth it, uh, especially in these days days and age of healthcare, yeah. the way it is, if your health is not worth it, then you're not going to be around long. 
Well, it's just a small investment. Yeah. It's a small investment in yourself. You know, um, one of one of my well, we're wrapping up, but one of my favorite things is somebody new is coming into the box or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, "Yeah, eating healthy is expensive," and I was like, "Yeah, so is diabetes medication." Yeah. It, it is. So, you know. You so is pick, a heart attack. Yeah. Pick your choice. Cardiologists are not cheap. Average day in ER is, I believe, five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not pocket change. So. No, no, you can't can't empty the, the pants out and see if that comes in. <laughs> no. You know, so I mean, if if it's worth it to you to to save that money and and not have to bear that burden, or God forbid something bad happens and you're not there anymore, you're leaving mm-hmm. that on your family. Yeah, that's um, not cool. Take care of yourself now. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. I think we. Uh, Talked about we actually talked about nutrition the entire time Which without is impressive getting, for us. Yeah, this is a this is episode one. Just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> doing it right. All right, guys, we'll uh, check you guys next week. See ya. Appreciate it. Where's the pause?